Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special digital-only Spain and Fitz podcast. We're off again tonight as baseball and basketball and WNBA and everything else keeps bumping us off of the radio. But we're never going to leave you. We're almost never going to leave you without something. And this is a fun one. Uh, as many of you know, if you listen to me on That's What She Said or on any of the uh, terrestrial radio shows, you know that I am a bit obsessed with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And if you follow me on social media, sometimes my breakdowns border on embarrassing. Uh, I'll say it. I'll admit it. uh, But I'm addicted. I'm addicted to the show. And we are about to get some very special, unique Bachelorette content in a bubble this time as they tried to shoot through a pandemic. Uh, We already know who the next Bachelor is while we are yet to consume our latest Bachelorette. So things are a little weird this year. And I I caught up with the host of, of, of all of these proceedings, Chris Harrison, to talk about what it was like to try to shoot the show during uh, COVID-19 times, uh, the most dramatic season ever, of course, uh, why Tasha Adams appears to be another Bachelorette that might get her own season if Claire's ends early. We get into that a little bit. And some of the challenges of continuing to evolve with the times on a show that's been on for so long. It was fun to chat with him. We also did a speed round on on some of his faves. So uh, we would never leave you without a show, but Tonight, we will not be sticking to sports because this is just a fun Bachelorette chat with Chris Harrison. Enjoy it. Joining me now on the pre-party, it's Chris Harrison. And as you guys all know, as listeners, I am obsessed with The Bachelor. I've seen everyone except for the season with Prince Lorenzo Borghese. Just wasn't my jam. But every, <laughs> every other one I made it to. The 16th edition of The Bachelorette premieres Tuesday, October 13th on ABC. So Claire Crowley's season was supposed to start last spring, got put on hold because of the pandemic. So um, Chris, tell us about you know a Bachelorette bubble and what went into producing what I'm sure is the most dramatic uh, season ever and also the other uh, overused word of 2020, uh, unprecedented times. How do you combine yeah. those two? <laughs> yeah, Sarah, obviously we were, I mean, actually hours away from stepping on set and shooting and Claire and I were actually shooting a pre-interview and then there it, it was a hit the pause button and figure out how we could get back and it really took a herculean effort to be the first big production to get back on the air and and there were a lot of obstacles and the bar kept moving and shooting in california was very difficult um but what we ended up with was much like the nba was commit to just going to one quarantine bubble staying there shooting the entire time and, and it worked. Uh, much like the NBA, it did work. And then now we have a successful blueprint to move forward. I mean, it's kind of like the bubble anyway. You don't exactly interact with a lot of people outside the cast other than those you bring in for specific challenges or events or, or you know, uh, fun little dates. Will people watching notice much of a difference there? The main thing we wanted was for everybody to watch and see The Bachelorette. And this show that everybody's been comfortable and everybody needs an escape right now for crying out loud from everything that's going on. And so we didn't want a show where everyone thought, oh, that's cute. They're trying their best. It's a pandemic version of the show. That's not what we wanted. We wanted the bachelorette. We wanted, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tears, all of it. And yeah, we don't travel. We're not going to go to Bora Bora or Europe or whatever. But other than that, the show is the same. It feels the same. And everybody quickly got past the awkward conversation of what have you been doing? What have you been doing? And should we kiss? And it, it all of a sudden felt really normal again. 
I was going to say, if you get enough testing, you can have the kissing in the hot tubs. And one thing is for certain, you cannot have these shows without kissing in hot tubs. It we have be- a very intimate show. And, <laughs> yeah. but, but as you said, I think our show is more conducive than any other show to creating that bubble that we did. For sure. Uh, speaking of unprecedented, I'm sure you can't say much, but what can you tell us about Tasha Adams and how there might be more than one Bachelorette this season? There are going to be a lot of things this season that, as you say, are quote unquote unprecedented. And this is an explosive season, unlike we have ever seen before. And I know I say that a lot about the most dramatic ever, (laughs) but I'll be damned if it's not true this time. (laughs) So you can't say much is what you're saying. I I would say if, if you think you know everything, you don't, first of all. There's a lot of crazy rumors floating around, but it is a wild season and and you got to watch it to see it all unfold i just love that claire somehow gets guys from age 26 to 42 in there i I, i'm very curious to see how that goes because i know my guy friends are dating down all the time and my girlfriends that are in their late 30s aren't exactly looking for a 26 year old for more than you know the aforementioned hot tubbing and kissing so we'll see we'll see how that goes with the age range you know interestingly in recent seasons you as a host have gone from simply sort of manufacturing these these beautiful matchups and then talking to people about how they're falling in love having to talk about you know social media bullying and racism with Rachel Lindsay who we love over here at ESPN um but you know social and political issues that come up on cast members social media comments or you know a a cast member's modeling work and then the sexual harassment issues in Bachelor in Paradise how do you sort of consider your role on this show in taking the audience through the issues and also the folks that are on the show and going through what we're all going through as a country um great question uh really because it is it's a delicate act and it's a delicate tightrope act of, of walking that fine line of also as a host not becoming the story because the show's not about me and it, it shouldn't be if the show's ever about me then we're not having a good season um, but at the same time as you said there are issues and things that come up that create debate or drive debate or need to be talked about um, especially in the times that we're living in right now um, and so usually I, I try to let the show lead the way and, and then when it needs to be explained or needs to be talked about, then I will do so. Um, like this summer, when we talk about diversity and making strides to be more inclusive and let people see themselves included in our show and see their love story told. Um, you know, my thing was don't talk. And, and people were clamoring and, and yelling and screaming, demanding that I talk and that we all tell everybody what we're going to do. And, you know, I'm a little more old school and I'm a big believer in action, speak louder than words. And I want people to watch, watch what we did with, with Pete season, see how much diversity there was. Watch on night one with Claire, watch what we do with Matt James, uh, our first black bachelor that's coming up. Um, and there are some things you can't see, which are going to be behind the scenes with our crew and hiring uh, practices and promoting people. Uh, That stuff you won't notice as much because you just don't see behind the cameras. Um, But I try to let our actions speak much louder than words and, and just step in when I need to. You mentioned Matt James. So we know he's going to be the next Bachelor. He was originally going to be on Claire's cast. Did he actually show up for the beginning and then get pulled out of that? Or was it just, let's do both of these separately simultaneously? The first thought was early on um, last spring before the pandemic, let's have 
Matt go on Claire season, see what happens. But already he was in our mind to be a, a future bachelor if he didn't end up with Claire. Um, just we love the guy so much. He was such a standout. Then the pandemic happened. We lost Bachelor in Paradise. Bachelorette got pushed right into Bachelor production. And for the first time, it really just made sense to already have a Bachelor chosen for logistical reasons, for practical reasons. And at the end of the day, I think it made the kind of statement that we wanted to make that we are serious about this diversity issue. So did you film those simultaneously at the same resort or, or was it back to back? Because I imagine once you have that bubble set up, you kind of want to use all the protocol you've already got in place. We had thought about that. We thought about kind of rolling into the next season, but honestly, um, we just couldn't do it. Mentally and emotionally, it's, it's hard on the crew. We, you know, we have to walk away from our, our lives, our friends, our family, our loved ones, our kids, um, for two months to go shoot this show the way we're doing it right now. And to ask everybody just to roll into the next season was just too much. So we took a break, broke the bubble, and we're actually going to move to a different location to shoot Matt's season. And we're about to start that really soon. Okay, so it hasn't happened yet. All right, so I know you don't uh, have much time, so we need to do a, a speed round. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, what is it, 25 seasons or something for you this is going to be? Uh, what was the most fun season for you to shoot? Wow, maybe this one. I mean, honestly, even though it was the craziest and wildest, wow. being, in, being in the pandemic bubble, I mean, look, traveling the world, I've gone to some amazing sporting events and, and done some ridiculous things that only this show could have provided. Um, but this season was a, an adventure in television production, in hosting and producing like I've never had. It was a, a master class in creating television. Cool. You mentioned all the travels. Favorite place you've traveled for the show? Um, Europe. I'm, I'm just going to take Europe as a whole. Drop me anywhere in Europe. I'm such a huge soccer fan. Um, I love going to Europe. I love chasing down the great football games, going to Euro Cup matches and, yeah. and Premier League games. That, that's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, favorite cameo of someone that came on, an athlete or a musician or somebody? Oh, my God. That's, that's like picking a favorite child. Um, <laughs> Kevin Hart and Ice Cube were on our show, and it was a bizarre moment as I was introducing them. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, who's done a lot of stuff for our show. Um, we've had a governor. We had the governor of Virginia. Didn't end well for his gubernatorial uh, run. Um, but we've, like, and, and tons of stars have come and launched their careers. Brad Paisley started on this show. Wow. Lady A started on this show. Yeah. Um, uh, Darius Rucker kicked off his country music career on our show. Okay, last two. You have to save the world by marrying any of the previous bachelorettes. Who is it? Oh, like I have to get married? Yes. Oh, mm -hmm. gosh. Oh, man. Um, of course, none of them are married in this situation. So. Okay, so like I could do any, anybody. Um, wow. I would probably, it would either be, wow, some easy ones would be Trista because mm -hmm. I've known her so long and she's a yeah. dear friend. Um, yeah, so I'll just, I'll go with the godmother. I'll go with okay. the original. All right, and then you have to save the world by marrying one of the bachelors. Who is it? Um. Uh, Andrew Firestone. And, well, oh, really? I, have two. Okay. I think I'll, I'll take Bob Guinea and Andrew Firestone. Um, <laughs> just, just easy. Good Modern friend. family. <laughs> and, and with Andrew, we're going to have good wine and good beer. There you go. Hey, nice to talk to you, Chris. Enjoy all the publicity. I hope you, I hope you, uh, your voice stays with you throughout. Thanks, Sarah. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. Don't forget tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, the live virtual That's What She Said with Sarah Spain 
podcast. Julie Foudy, Tony Reale, Izzy Gutierrez, sponsored by Coors Light. Going to be super fun. And when you register, you can submit questions and dilemmas for me or any of my guests to fix. It'll be a ton of fun. Hope to see you there. Um, It's live, virtual. It's free. Register at bit.ly slash TWSS1020. That's bit.ly slash TWSS1020. Hope to see you there tomorrow night. Thanks for listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. You can listen to the show weeknights at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.